Welcome to the recorded candidate interviews by the League of Women Voters of Portland. All the candidates running for this position in the primary election were invited to participate. We asked the candidates for the same office, the same questions, and included as many of the questions as time allowed. Hello, this is Cecilia Beckwith with the League of Women Voters of Portland. You're watching the Video Voter's Guide or listening to our podcast. We're here today to talk with candidates running for the May 17, 2022 primary election. All the candidates running for this position in the primary election were invited by the League to participate, and we asked the candidates for the same office the same questions. The number of questions asked is determined by the length of a candidate's answers. In this process, we're grateful for the support of Carol and Velma Sailing Foundation, the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund, the Weiss Foundation, and our media partners, Metro East Media, Metro East Community Media. Uh, with me today is Commissioner Dan Ryan, who's running for Portland Commissioner position number two. Uh, welcome, Commissioner Ryan. Um, please tell me a little about yourself and why you're running for this office. Yes, thank you, Cecilia, for uh, providing a venue today. Thank you to the Women's League of Women Voters for being true to your mission for voter access. My name is Dan Ryan. I was elected to the Portland City Council less than a year and a half ago, and I'm just getting started. I'm looking forward to serving my hometown for a full year. I said yes to being a leader for our city at a time when the majority are, are frustrated. And I know it. I was one of them. And it's, it started for me over a decade ago. I would ask myself, why is the government tolerating, government leaders tolerating the intolerable? And since my arrival, I've been focused. I've been focused on results for homelessness, for community safety, for economic recovery, with a committed lens to racial equity and climate justice. I embraced my lived experience uh, because I lost my brother on the streets with a dual diagnosis of mental health and behavioral health. And I've had the courage to disrupt the houseless industry's housing first playbook to a much needed reset to services first playbook. That includes on-ramps for those who are chronically homeless to receive services and assessments that leads them to successful housing, successful work and life. I stopped the defunding slogan for the police and pivoted to become been pivoted away from that failed solution to building a community safety system with, with my colleagues with concrete steps towards restorative justice. I called out and tackled the notoriously flawed permitting system in our city. It's a failed system that really doesn't work for anyone. And that's been going on for some time. And it became a major roadblock for building affordable housing for economic recovery in general. Today, we're moving in an efficient streamlined system forward where we have, um, instead of having eight bureaus involved, we'll have three. So we're streamlining those and making it more efficient. And I worked with the Office of Tribal Relations and denied industries further development of fossil fuels in our city. You know, for me, after living with HIV since the early 80s, uh, I received an official AIDS diagnosis in 1995. At that time, I came home, Portland's my hometown. I'm a graduate of Roosevelt High School, to be near my sister since I knew she'd be one of the few people that would tolerate me. Fortunately, new medicine emerged, and at that, that same doctor who told me to make plans and go home told me to get back to work. So here I am, 27 years later, continuing to be of service to my hometown. 
at its most challenging time. Like me, I know that Portland will come back and we'll have another chance. We are both long-term survivors. The scrappy River City has its best days to come. And I look forward to expanding on these thoughts as we have some more dialogue, Cecilia. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. Please explain your ideas for the revitalization of Portland's downtown. Yeah, well, first of all, we just need more joy on our streets. And so for me, it begins with, I'm a good example that I've been back in the office for the last six weeks and it's been so wonderful. And I've gradually seen more people during the day downtown. Then we need to focus on getting people in the evening downtown. And that's really supporting our arts and our music venues. There's so many wonderful performances at the Keller, the Schnitzer, at Portland Performing Arts. And I'm really excited that the Rose Festival will be back this year after a two-year hiatus, the Rose Festival reunion. After that, we have the Pride Festival. And we also have repair and stabilization grants that I'm supporting in Prosper Portland to help those small businesses that have been through so much. So in general, it's about foot traffic. It's about enjoying our city again and getting some joy back on our streets. Thank you. The city and the county collaborate through the Joint Office of Homeless Services to address the needs of unhoused individuals in our community. So what measures would you like to recommend to more effectively meet the needs of this population? Yeah, thanks. You know, I was uh, elected just 16 months ago and the mayor gave me that really dot, that tough dotted line assignment to the county. The county is, does have the Office of Homeless Services and the city has tons of influence there. Not only we do provide half the funding, but we need to provide the infrastructure side of that equation. Because of me, three months into the job, I insisted that we needed data. We don't know, we need to know everybody by name who's homeless on our streets. We need to understand what that individual needs, what kind of services they need to get from where they are today to a much better place. And without that data, we're really just we're just in ignorant to what the real problem is. And one size does not fit all. So I'm really grateful that I brought, uh, that I brought the contract in from um, the people nationally at the Community Solutions Group that works with many cities throughout the country. I also, because of me, I, I called out the fact that we need to have services first, not, not so much housing first, but services first. Some people like my brother who passed away on the streets he, because of his mental health and bipolar disorder, coupled with uh, an addiction issue that, that just kept escalating, he needed those services to get to the bottom of that, and then he would be successfully housed. I'm really thrilled that uh, I was the bridge builder this last fall that got the city and the county to come together to streamline our investments for outreach services and for also more impact reduction services to help with the cleanup. It takes a team and the city has the infrastructure and the county has the health and human services. We got to keep working together, merge in our services and streamline them so we can have greater impact. I've been that bridge builder from day one and I'll continue to do that when I have a full term. Okay. So what steps would you take to increase the public's trust and confidence in the Portland Police Bureau? Yeah, you know, when I, when I study that across the country, the word trust is key. When you have high trust between highly impacted communities of violence and crime, you start to see uh, cases closed. Uh, Camden, New Jersey is one of these shining examples in our country right now. And it's where you see a high clearance rate of all criminal cases. And so we need to do that in Portland. That's why with Commissioner Rubio, we led the effort to get community investments out last year. And now we're seeing 
more of communication, if you will, between those communities most impacted by gun violence and also with police. They're the bridge builders that we need between the two, the, the law enforcement and police. I've also been a big advocate of Portland Street Response. So are the police department. We need different strategies for the first responder system. I don't like that we pitted them against each other. That was never important. What we need to do is have an integrated first responder system, whether it's fire, police, or Portland Street Response. We need the appropriate people to meet those in need. And we have to have a 911 system with more resources so we can really cut down our response times, which are just quite frankly, too long at the moment. So what reforms do you favor in the government of the city of Portland? Well, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that the Charter Review Commission has been working their tails off for the past year, and they're bringing those uh, proposals to us here in the next month. I'm very supportive. First of all, we have the best uh, small donor matching program in the country, and that provides a lot of access for people to run for office. And I've been a participant that now, now the second time. And I also think it's really important to have representation citywide. And I think that it's really important that we look at the fact that we have far too many bureaus. We have 23 and we have about 10 offices that act like bureaus. So we need to streamline. We need to look at the break, bust those silos. And in my work with the houselessness work and also the work on permitting, I've proven that you can break down those silos and integrate the bureaus and even across jurisdictions from the county and the city to work together. The voters deserve government to be efficient and to work together. So I look forward to that. We need a strong mayor. We need a legislative branch. And most important, we need an administrator that can handle the uh, business side of the equation and help us streamline our efficiencies in government. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. Um, this concludes our voter video guide and podcast interview. Uh, who's, this is Commissioner Dan Ryan, who's running for the Portland Commissioner position number two. Election day is Tuesday, May 17th. And thank you for informing yourself about the candidates and for exercising your right to vote. For more information on the primary election and this race, please visit our website at vote411.org and lwvpdx.org. This interview was produced by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund and Metro East Community Media. Funding was provided by the Carolyn Velma Sailing Foundation, the Weiss Foundation, Vernier Software and Technology, and the Sarah Fruing Memorial Fund. For more information on the primary election and this race, visit our websites, vote411.org, and lwvpdx.org. Thank you for listening and for voting. Copyright 2022 by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund. Licensed by Creative Commons.